Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Hijabi Diaries. This is season one, episode eight. So, like I promised you guys in the last episode, I was going to be talking about the two different types of Eid Eid al Fitr and Eid al Ahda. So, the one that we're going to be celebrating this year, inshallah, very soon is Eid al Fitr, aka the Chodi Eid, like we like to say in my family. So, we're going to talk about like all those basic knowledge questions about the two different types of Eid, why Muslims celebrate it, what's the deeper meaning behind Eid al-Ahda, why is it important, and just how we celebrate it. So, let's get talking about it. The first question is, what are the two different types of Eids? I already covered this in the intro, but Eid refers to as celebration festivals. Eid al-Fitr, which signifies the completion of the holy month of Ramadan. If you haven't checked out my episode about Ramadan, please go check it out before listening to this. But the second one, Eid al-Ahda, that's the greater Eid, which follows the completion of the annual Hajj at the time of Qurbani, which means sacrifice. So let's talk about what is Eid al-Fitr and why is it important. So Eid al-Fitr is regarded as a time to celebrate with our family, our friends, to show gratitude toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala following the previous month of reflection. The holiday serves as a great reminder for Muslims to be grateful for every single thing that we have and to share with those who may be less fortunate. So always, always, always say Alhamdulillah for every single thing you have because there are many other people out there that are like, even less fortunate than you like they have nothing compared to us and just always please say alhamdulillah and try to donate as much as you can so Eid al-Fitr means festival of breaking the fast and it takes over to like one to three days and when Eid happens we usually have a day off obviously in schools they don't do that like that I don't think any school in the U.S. does that for Eid but we have to go to them and like tell them oh can we have three days off because of this and that and that's kind of sad because we should be able to have Eid days off just like we have snow days and days off for Christmas and Easter and all those American holidays for those Christians. Same thing for Muslims, okay? Like, we should not even be here in the month of Ramadan. Come on now, we have to fast for 18 hours and you are making us go to school? Like, ew, please get us a day off. Eid al-Fitr begins on the first day of Shawwal, which is like the 10th month in the Islamic calendar. And the Islamic calendar is dependent on the moon, aka the lunar calendar. So <laughs> if you guys didn't know that, there you go. So as well as giving thanks, we give an obligating payment to charity, which is zakat. But this one is like a smaller donation compared to Eid al-Ahda, where we give like a much more larger donation. So, and then Muslims, we pray Salah, which is the Eid prayer, and that's performed in the mosque. And after we pray, we greet each other with formal embraces and offer each other greetings of Eid Mubarak or like have a good Eid, blessed Eid, whatever you want to say like that. Usually we just say Eid Mubarak, Eid Mubarak, and just hug each other like that. So like I already said, me and my cousins, we describe the two Eids as Choti Eid and Buddy Eid. So that means small Eid and big Eid. Eid al-Fitr is the Choti Eid and Eid al-Ahda is the Buddy Eid. Why is Eid al-Ahda important? So the day of Eid al-Ahda falls on the 10th day in the final 12th month of the Islamic lunar calendar, the Hu al-Hijjah. So the day that the celebrations fall on is always, always dependent on the sighting of the moon. So if we don't see the moon on that certain day, then the Eid will be either like the next day or whenever we see the moon. So until we see the moon, there's no Eid. But when we do, then there is Eid. So that's really fun to do. Jandarat, I always love doing that with my cousins. 
So let's talk about the whole meaning of Eid al-Ahda, the deeper meaning to it. What does Eid al-Ahda mean and why is it so important? So, the celebration of Eid al-Ahda is to show respect to Prophet Ibrahim's devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his readiness to sacrifice his son Ismail. At the very point of sacrifice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replaced Ismail with the ram, which was to be slaughtered in the place of his son. So this command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was a test for Prophet Ibrahim's willingness and commitment to obey his Lord's command without question. So therefore, Eid al-Ahda means the festival of sacrifice. So Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him, is also known as Abraham in Christianity and Judaism, if you guys did not know that. Now, I'm going to read you guys like quotes from uh, Surah Al-Baqarah. Chapter 15, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, delivering a kutbah saying, The first thing to be done on this day, first of Eid al-Ahda, is to pray. And after returning from the prayer, we slaughter our sacrifices in the name of Allah. And whoever does so, does so he acted according to our sunnah traditions. And that's from Sahih Bukhari chapter 15 now i don't want you guys to think that i said bakari or book like bukari because it's so hard pronouncing arabic since i don't speak it that's like my first language so i'm sorry if i pronounced it wrong i tend to do that but the act of gurbani is carried out following the eid salah aka eid prayer and that is performed in the mosque so the act of gurbani consists of slaughtering an animal as a sacrifice to mark this occasion in remembrance of Prophet Ibrahim's sacrifice for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also known as Udhiya, if I said that right. The sacrificial animal must be a sheep, a lamb, a goat, a cow, a bull, or even a camel. So the sheep and lamb or goat consist of one kurbanu share, whereas a bull, a cow, and a camel consists of seven shares per animal so the animal must be in good health and over a certain age in order to be slaughtered in a halal friendly islamic way after the qurbani happens you're gonna divide the meat into like three equal portions per share one third would be for you and your family the other one third is for your friends and then the final third is to be donated to those in need so traditionally like both days are like spent celebrating with family friends and like loved ones often wearing new or best attire and the giving of gifts so in the quran prophet ibrahim wasallam, has a dream in which allah commands him to sacrifice his son ismail as a sign of obedience to him so in the writing shaitan or saturn attempts to confuse ibrahim and tempt him to not go through with the act but prophet ibrahim drives him away so however as prophet ibrahim is about to kill ismail Allah SWT stops him, sending the angel Jibreel or Gabriel with the ram to sacrifice instead. SubhanAllah, this just shows us how powerful Allah SWT really is and how weak we are next to him. So, we are literally nothing without our loving Lord. Another thing, please, please don't take the story of Prophet Ibrahim, peace be upon him, in a bad way. Because I know a lot of non-Muslims tend to do that, so... Just don't. And I always hear things like, why is your religion so dangerous? Or why is Islam so extreme? Guys, it's really not. Just educate yourselves before speaking on someone else's religion. Because 
I know for a fact half of you don't even follow your own religion the right way or you don't follow it at all. So please let me follow my religion the way Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, followed it and the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to do so. Jazakallah. Alright everyone, so that's it for this episode. I hope you guys learned a bit more about the two different Eids, inshallah. So please use this knowledge to educate those around you. And always remember that the Eids have a deeper meaning to them than just praying and hanging out with family. So if you do take the time to learn more about your religion or like, you know, if you're a non-Muslim and you take the time to learn about Islam, then you'll understand the deep meanings behind every single thing that's been written down by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala since day one. A little reminder, please be grateful for every little thing that you have because in your eyes, you may think that, oh, it's literally nothing to me. It's just a piece of garbage or this and that. But to someone else that's been struggling for a really long time, that's everything to them. It's more than something, okay? It's not even a little thing. It's just more than enough. So please be grateful. Say Alhamdulillah always because you have more opportunities than those that are struggling just keep those that are in need in your du'as and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for it because every good little deed that you do, you always get rewarded for it. Don't do something because you know that you're going to get rewarded for it. Do something from the bottom of your heart. That's what's going to get you the rewards, the good deeds. If you just do it because you think you're going to get good deeds, I promise you that's not how it works and you will end up getting bad deeds. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all and guide us to the right path. Amin. So please keep all those countries that are struggling in the Middle East and even in South Asia in your du'as. So until next time, hudafis.